This episode is thanks to Bougie Smile. What's better than getting your teeth widened? Well, getting your teeth widened while listening to R&B and hip-hop music. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Oh, do I have a good one for you guys today. Hello, my Left of Field listeners. I'm Danny Kavanagh and I'm not going to bore you. I'm going to jump straight into this chat with West Coast Eagles star defender Brad Shepard. I don't think he needs much of an explanation, but he plays for the AFL and he is such a great, genuine, down-to-earth bloke. We chat all things footy, so let's get going. Brad Shepherd, welcome to the Left of Field podcast. How are you going today? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I've been wanting to get you on for a while, so it's been nice to kind of lock you in. Sadly, the end of the West Coast season. How would you guys sum up your 2021? Yeah, I think we went into the season with high expectations and not making the finals, you'd probably say that we failed this year, which is a bit, little bit disappointing. But, you know, by not making the finals, it's given us time now to to really review what didn't work this year. And if you cast your mind back over the course of the year, we've got a lot of experience into our younger players, which has been great. But in the end of the day, we, we're not playing finals footy as, as we speak now. So it's a, been a little bit disappointing. Even if we were playing finals footy, would you be playing? How are you going with your recent concussions? Yeah, it's a good question. This week, so this is what, probably like seven days, or eight days post the injury itself now. Um, I've turned the corner with my symptoms, but if we were to play finals, then I would have missed this week as well. So, yeah, it's sort of disappointing not to be able to play that last game against Brisbane because we're still a live chance to be able to play finals football. But at the moment, it's about getting my health right and taking a conservative approach with, I guess, the concussion symptoms. What kind of symptoms do you experience as a player when you get concussed in a game? How bad is it that, you know, would have to keep you out for two games? Yeah, well, the AFL now, it's mandatory to miss 12 days if you suffer concussion. Concussion symptoms I talk about, that's just the the headaches, the head sort of pulsating because there's a bit of pressure in the head and a bit of dizziness as well. So I've sort of been... Yeah, battling those from, I guess, the back end of the game when they first came on to me for, yeah, the past week. So I can, I say, so I can stay here now. I can say now that, yeah, feeling a lot better than what I was two days ago. And hopefully it's just a steady increase from now and I can get, get back to, I guess, running around the next couple of days and then I'm sitting and free and, you know, hopefully uh, going forward, a lot of footy left in me. Yeah, this isn't your first concussion that you've suffered and it is a big talking point in the AFL at the moment and a lot of sports around the world. How worried are you about your future dealing with this issue? I've seen it firsthand with Daniel Zenevold at the club and the effects that concussions can have on athletes. How are you feeling about continuing into the future and what you've experienced? Yeah, it's... It's not as severe as what Daniel's had to endure, so I'm thankful in that case. But sort of being through the last week and having those headaches and dizziness and the pressure in your head, sort of you got to pay pay a bit of respect to what Venice has has been going through the last two years. It's pretty grueling, and um, I've turned the corner, but he's still suffering those symptoms. So yeah, I sort of feel for him. But yeah, it is part and parcel of being in a contact sport, I guess you're privy to potentially getting knocks. And for me, 
that's probably happened more frequently over the last few years than what I would have liked. And there's always elements of it where you, you think about your future and what your future looks like. At the moment, I'm just trying to get over these acute symptoms and then going forward, I'll speak to the experts at B and they'll sort of give me you know, an outline of what's going in my head at the moment. If it's all okay, then I'll, I'll keep pursuing footy. But at the moment, you know, I'm not too worried about what my future looks like. But yeah, we'll sort of see what happens, I guess. So would we ever see you out there with a helmet maybe next year? <laughs> a few people ask me that, whether I'd wear the helmet, but I don't think it actually helps concussion itself because when you get a head knock, it's the brain rattling inside the head. Yeah. So it, it, look, it looks good having the helmet on that you're trying to take some precautionary measures, but I, I don't think it actually helps to, if you do get a heavy knock. Don't want to ruin the head. Would you, nah, not at all. Would you actually consider giving up your career if you were told that next time you got concussed or it could get worse? Would you ever consider that? Is that something for you? Well, if it's yeah, if, if a specialist sort of came down, it, it would definitely definitely be, I guess, a, a consideration. As with all athletes, I think you put your as much as you love whatever sport you play. It's pretty much been my life. But if um, if someone tells you for your long term health, then it yeah, it's probably not uh, wise to keep playing. Then it, it would definitely come into calculations at the moment. Hopefully, it doesn't get to that stage. But yeah, I think. Footy's only a small part of your life and you've got a lot more to experience than, yeah, just football. So if it does come down to it, then, yeah, you definitely strongly consider it. And well, we hope you don't have to consider it, by the way. I hope you don't have to. hope we'll see yeah. you out there next year. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> but let's take it back to the beginning now. You've always been a standout on the footy field and it wasn't actually just footy, it was cricket. So what made you choose footy? Why did you love the sport? Probably because I was probably a little bit better than at footy than I was with cricket. We've got a cricketing family and loved playing both sports growing up. But um, probably at the age of 17, for me, the, the choice to play football, if you're going to make it in the AFL system, it was at the age of 18. And back then, cricket, you know, unless you're an exceptional talent, you're probably making it into your, like your mid-20s. So for me, it was like, well, let's test football first and things don't work out. In my head and heart, I'll just go back and play cricket but I was probably never good enough to actually play cricket but I keep telling everyone if it didn't work out footy I would have gone to cricket but yeah sort of I thought at that stage is I probably had more chance with the amount of draftees to get picked up for an AFL club and sort of forge a career that way rather than sort of potentially grinding it out at uh, club level cricket and then in hope that one day you could get a contract for WA but I'm glad I sort of went the footy route because it's there's been a lot of great memories along the way. I've met some great people. And to be able to get drafted to a club like West Coast, such a big club in the AFL, especially in WA, and to be surrounded by my friends and family is um, something that I've been very fortunate. Yeah, as you mentioned playing cricket with your family. See, the Marsh brothers, you're saying you were good enough to teach them everything they know. What was it like growing yeah, up absolutely. with them and playing cricket? Yeah, it's what I- yeah, I taught him everything. Well, Sean was a little bit older than Dolphin Mitchell, so we we didn't have a lot growing up, you know, in terms of battles in the backyard. But Mitch and myself were the same age, and we pretty much spent every day together. We went to the same school together, played <laughs> cricket outside together, footy outside together, basketball outside. So yeah, I couldn't get away from him. But we had a lot of um, yeah battles in the backyard growing up, and it's great for him to you know his longevity as well. Uh, actually, both of them playing high-level cricket for a long period of time. And for Mitch at the moment, just coming home from the series in Bangladesh, thought he had a really great series. So I'm a, I'm a 
keen supporter of both of them and hopefully Mitch can do well in this year's World Cup. I'll be uh, cheering nice and loudly. Yeah, we all will be. You mentioned being a WA boy and how important it was getting drafted to a WA club. Did you always want to end up at West Coast? Were you a West Coast supporter? Or was there opportunities for you to kind of go to Melbourne and were you enticed by playing on the bigger stage? Yeah, good question. It's a bit of a lottery, the draft. You sort of, with only two teams in WA, you got real nice, really nice say to where you end up. And I was actually bracing to, to be interstate. I actually thought Port Adelaide was going to pick me up. I had a recruiter came to me about a week before the draft saying if uh, you're there at picks, Eight, they had picks eight and nine in the draft, the West Coast of seven. I got told that I was be, I'll be uh, off to Port Adelaide, so I was, I was essentially I was saying my goodbyes a week before. But yeah, I, you always wonder, you know, what it'd be like to to play in Melbourne. I guess they say it's yeah, the heart of footy with the MCG there. But I, I think to be able to play in front, of, I think I said it before, play in front of your friends and family, and sort of live, a, I guess, a normal life away from the footy club, and still be surrounded by your mates. I think. That's been great for me. You always, you always think, like, what if, playing a different club. But I'm pretty fortunate to be able to say that I've been at West Coast now for uh, 12 years. I'm a life member of the football club. So, yeah, it's been, it's been great for me to be able to be a one-club player. And what was it like walking into West Coast as a young kid in, in 2009 once you got drafted? Yes, yeah, it's, it's very daunting, at start, yeah, my whole family were actually were Fremantle supporters, so I'd never watched West Coast play, and if I did, it was always to boo them. <laughs> watch the derby and have a bit of a boo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very passionate footy state, WA. But to be able to walk into the, the footy club and just see the likes of Dean Cox uh, walking around, Daniel Kerr, Andrew Embley, the, the list goes on. It, it was pretty thrill and... Yeah, a bit daunting because you're an 18 year old. You just come out of, I guess, um, school footy. And at the time, I was playing for East Fremantle, and I guess you see these guys on the TV, and they're incredible A graders of the competition. And to be rubbing shoulders next to them and sort of getting to know them on a personal level was something that was it was great. But as an 18 year old, you, you get Talk pretty quickly. You can't say too much because you get ripped into pretty quickly if you do. So I learnt my lesson very early on in the footy club. Are you like me? You like to drink red wine and lots of coffee, but you really want to brighten your smile? Well, why not head to Bougie Smile? Why not head to Bougie Smile? In Mount Lawley, they are offering clinically proven teeth whitening treatments while you listen to hip hop and R&B music. And in those 60 short minutes, you'll have the brightest smile with results ranging from four to 10 shades whiter. When I got it done, I actually improved by eight shades whiter. So it is well worth it. And it's so simple, so fun with the R&B music. You sit in the chair and I literally was dancing. So why not give it a go? Use the code left of field when booking with a bougie smile and you will get a very nice 15% discount. Brighten your teeth and drink all that red wine and coffee and but not be afraid to smile. Got to play alongside a lot of great West Coast players. What player do you think has been the most influential on you and who have you enjoyed learning from the most within the club? Yeah, good question. I, I think there's been a bit of a, a transition throughout my career. When I first got to the club, I talked about we had such strong senior players and 
learn off the likes down back of Darren Glass, Bo Waters, Eric McKenzie, this, and Sammy Butler. We had such a strong core unit of senior players at the very start of my career. And just to see the work they put on in the craft, um, Matthew Prittis as well, I think, to see the work he did behind the scenes. You, you always hear about, you know, you don't get drafted just on talent. But to be able to be successful, you've got to have your, your work rate and work ethic off the field. And to be able to witness that firsthand from those type of blokes was was something that stood out to me. And then on, on the back end of my career, Shannon Hearn's been great to learn off. You know, longevity he, he has had in football and consistency he has in his game is no surprise. Uh, echoing from the, the guys he learnt from, he's very consistent in his approach from Monday to Friday and gets the best out of himself throughout the week to help him perform. So there's little things you pick up from certain players and those guys I just mentioned would definitely be right up there. Well, you've definitely joined the ranks, I'd say. You know, you've been very consistent over your career. You played four years straight, I think, every game before you did have that devastating injury leading into the West Coast 2018 Grand Final. Tell me about that scenario and how that played out when you were injured and you realised that you weren't going to be able to play the season and what was to come. Yeah, it was pretty uh, It was pretty hard to take at the time. Um, yeah, like you're saying, I think it was 96 games straight, I think it was, for memory. And I never really had a soft tissue in my career. And, and to do the hamstring, one, the soft tissue, but I'll tear the tendon, tendon as well in my hamstring was, was disappointing because at that time you could sense within the playing group that we're, we're building something pretty special. I think the way we're, we were playing throughout the year and the way we finished off the year was, was really strong and there was a sense of optimism within the group of this could be our shot. Throughout your career, you're, you're, as players, you understand and you can get a sense when you're close to that um, ultimate success and it felt with, internally that we're, we're pretty close and to be able to play that first final but to go down was, yeah, it was disappointing because like I say, I could sense something pretty special around the corner but in saying that, the week of the grand final, my sister lost her partner of long term so I guess it put everything into perspective with life and sport and yeah, it, it sucked being on the sidelines and witnessing something pretty special. But I, I got solace thinking that you know there, there's more, yeah, more to life than just football. And uh, to be even a part of, I guess, the build up to grand final and to contribute throughout the year, even though I wasn't there game day, to be able to say I had some bit of involvement in the premiership year was, was something pretty special to me. And yeah, that's sort of one thing that's motivating. Yeah, myself, there's a lot of players on the list and in our club that haven't tasted that success, but to be able to see just the euphoria at the ground, what it meant to not only players, but yeah, our support staff, the volunteers, our supporters, that's why we play the game. It, it, it's a privilege to be able to run out and wear the West Coast colours and, and put on a show, but you do it for the people behind the scenes. And yeah, that although not being there was a... It was a pretty remarkable game and something that I hope to get back one day. Yeah, hope to see it too and hope you do get that success. Then touching on the Eagles and the future, we've been dominant for so long. Your game plan obviously has been a winning structure that everyone's spoken about, but the game has changed and you haven't seen the results in the last few years. What do you think the club needs to do in the future to continue the success and get back into that contention when you've got such a strong list? 
Yeah, no doubt we'll uh, review pretty hard this year with what worked and what didn't work. Uh, personnel plays a big part in your team and team success. And this year we probably haven't had the calibre of players healthy all at once. It has always been struck down by injuries throughout the year, which has been a little bit disappointing. But the way we're playing as well, there's been a few minor rule, rule changes and, and sides, when you have been up for a long period of time, sides do scout you and, and you have to change the way you play. And it will probably a few things with, that have worked in the past for us probably didn't work to um, great great effect this year. And no doubt we'll, we'll take some learnings from it. And like I said before, the growth within the playing group, yes, it's it's having a healthy list, having a really strong pre-season, but to get another 15 to 20 games in the likes of Josh Watson, Oscar Allen, we'll get Willie Rioli back in, Liam Ryan's still a young young guy um, in a footy career. We know what X-Factor he brings. We've still got a lot of young talent on the list, so I'm sure that we're not far away. We just need to tweak a couple of things, and it's going to be a really strong pre-season going into next year, and I don't think we'll be far away at all. So as a player, I'm sort of glass half full. Gives us time to take a deep breath. It's been a pretty big couple of years. We get the chance to clear our heads, align ourselves to where we want to get to and the style of play we want to play, and I think we can have some success next year. You definitely get a bit of time off now. And in that time off, what does Brad Shepherd like to do then away from the football field? What do you? How else do you occupy your time? Yeah, I, I sort of I've studied a little bit, done a bit of commerce, not not finished my degree as of yet. I've sort of got a few little business interests on the side, but the off-season itself is about trying to fresh one physically and mentally. And for me to, to be able to push the reset button, that's I love the ocean. I love fishing, I love boating, so you probably find myself up north a fair bit this off-season, uh, trying to get the sun and, and with a few mates and trying to catch some fish, so that's something that I'm I'm looking looking forward to and enjoying it um, when it does come, but hopefully by doing that, it gives me you know that sort of mental uh, mental break to want to come back and, and train hard and have an assault on 2022. I'm definitely hoping to see you up north. I hope I'll be able to join you because... That sounds amazing. Then what do you see yourself doing post footy career? That's a good question. Um, I'm glad it's not I'm glad you don't have an answer for me yet. <laughs> I'm glad you don't. Yeah. I'm glad you have a few more years left in you. But is there anything that you'd like to pursue in the future? Yeah, I'm sort of my options are open at the moment. I'm trying to keep uh, options open. I've done a bit of work experience in in different uh, corporate environments, whether when it was like a, a stockbroking firm, uh, Hawaiian Property Group, which is a bit of a uh, commercial space. I'm sort of keeping options open, trying to get as much experience as I can. And then I had a few ideas, which I think I could see myself doing post-footy. I probably won't air them just yet until they come to fruition. But <laughs> I'm trying to get as much experience. I think the beauty about playing football and, and being in a club like West Coast is it They've got an incredible footprint uh, footprint in the community and they open a lot of doors. The network's very good. So I'm sort of at the moment just in that space of trying to meet some really successful people that have been great in their, their field and trying to learn as much as I can off them and hopefully it holds me in good debt for future years. So off that then, what's a motto you like to live life by? What's something each day that you live by that inspires you to keep going? Win the morning, win the day. I love like, it. Get up, get out of bed. Get going. Take action. That's it. Take action. 
Well, we hope to see you guys in action next September. For now, enjoy the beach, enjoy the ocean and get back to being healthy and playing your best footy. Thank you. You appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And give us your pick final this year. Who would you like to see in the grand final? Who would you like to see win it? Oh, there's probably no side that I want to win it, apart from us. Yeah. Uh, but I think the way Melbourne Demons are playing this year, I think they'll give it a good shake. Yeah. Does their forward line hard for you this season to come up against? Yeah, we only played them a couple of weeks ago, but I think their depth across all lines, not just the forward line, I think the midfield's really strong. And they've got a unique sort of defensive set up behind the ball, I think. Or oh, has been working. They finished minor premiers. So I'm pretty keen to see how they're going to go September this year. And uh, Good luck to them. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But thank you for chatting to me today. No worries. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Brad for coming on the podcast. I am, as a West Coast girl, devastated that they're not in finals. But hopefully they'll get back up there next year. Like always, please like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell everyone to listen to this episode or some of my other episodes. I've done 50, which is pretty exciting. So get back there and listen to them. Write me a review. Anything you can do would really help and encourage me to keep doing this podcast. Otherwise, have a great week and I'll be back again next week. Goodbye.